When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores as the timer actually hit zero. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. We look so young in that video. That was like forever ago. I, I, it's, I mean, anything pre-COVID is forever ago, but that one just feels so long ago. Like it was another person. It does. It does. Sorry, I interrupted your 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 normal open to the show. So go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, I don't think I could see the video that was going on there. So I was really hoping that you would be bailing me out of that considering the fact that uh uh you know there's some issues there we don't go live very often so i'm you know i mean as it is i was i had everything dead today my my airpods were dead my uh ipad was dead so you know we're we're literally just working this out today i mean you can see my uh, all my coats that i lazily just throw on a coat rack over here for christ's sake that's the zone we're in today, a um, little bit of a mess, but Richie's wonderful Rams won today, so he's in a good mood, and nothing can really get past that, um, but, you know, I got to introduce him like I usually do on our show, the wonderful and amazing Richie Suave Flores. How are you feeling? I'm guessing it's going to be good. Um, I wouldn't laugh too loudly in Tom Brady's face, though. That man will come after you. Well, he, he's already won his Super Bowl, so I don't care about Tom Brady at this point. He lost. He can go home and cry all he wants. Um, the Rams did win today. What a football game. What an entire day of football. What a weekend of football. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I'd contend that the Bills and Chiefs game is the greatest football game I've ever seen in my life. It was it was ridiculous. Um, but I'm glad my Rams won. It was a little little screwy there at the end of the fourth quarter. The Rams did everything in their power to give the game away. Cam Akers fumbled a couple times. Matthew Stafford wasn't ready for a snap. It, it was just a whole ass debacle. But they made it through. They won and they're on the NFC title game. So I'm a very, very happy man. I was so happy. I was day drinking earlier today. I never do that. So uh, I'm buzzing a little bit today. I got my wine with me. And uh, I'm ready to uh, talk a little bit of Coyotes because we do have some news to get to. If you're joining us here live on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Twitch, we're all over the place as we're, we're, we're live right now. We're at this point. Yeah. We're taking over. We do have um, we do have a couple of comments here, Corey. We have a we have a comment 
from uh, I believe I don't know if, I don't know if you can see this or not probably not but I believe this is Singer Singer is in the chat ladies and gentlemen good friend of the show good to see you Singer hope you're doing yeah, well yeah it's better than better than last time when he dropped by our uh, watch along and just said go Penguins and then dropped <laughs> off and and disappeared into the night we never heard from him again for. <laughs> For those of you that aren't in our friend group and, and don't know, he's a big Penguins fan. So I knew it had to be him as soon as I saw Ryan and I saw Penguins. So uh, I'm glad that he's at least excited this time. He's not just dropping something about the Penguins in there. Yes. Yeah, so good to have Singer in the chat. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, let us know. Let us know what you think about the NFL playoffs today. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm obviously taking the Rams for obvious reasons. By the way, Corey, I did look into tickets for the NFC t- Championship game next week. $600. Way too expensive. Out of my price range, so I can't go. Yeah, I mean, for both of us trying to live in the state of Arizona and, uh, you know, pay prices to live in the state, um, we, we can't afford much anymore, no. <laughs> no. let alone $600 tickets. So um, I don't blame you there. I mean, maybe it's better this way. When you went to the Rams going to the Super Bowl, they lost the Super Bowl. So... Uh, maybe you should just stay away and stay on the other side. Just be watching it on TV. This is a this is a great point. The Rams have only won one game in which I've actually attended. They're one and three. The only game they won was a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys on their way to the Super Bowl. Other than that, they've lost. They lost in 2017 in the playoffs to the Falcons. They lost earlier this year to the Cardinals and back in Week Four, and then they lost the Super Bowl. So yeah, maybe it's a good thing that I'm staying home. Yeah, that's a. I think just stay home. Although this is your first time that you really could feel some type of revenge against Tom Brady, you don't get, you know, the the full revenge, but you at least get something. How are you feeling about that? You know what's funny? I never thought about that the entire time. I never thought of it as a revenge game because it's a that's, different team. That's good. See. Just the same quarterback. It's it's DB, TB12 and Gronk, but I never I, – I thought the Rams were going to win the game in the first place. I, I put money on DraftKings using the promo code THPN on the Rams on the money line, so I put my money where my mouth is. And I, I, I thought the Rams had a good chance to win this game, and they did. And so they, they went in. They did their job. They played really well for the most part. Tried to give it away at the end, but I'm a happy man, and I'm feeling good about uh, for the game against San Francisco. Which um, So anybody watching, I know – a lot of us who, if you're watching and listening to us, you're probably Cardinals fans because this is a Arizona-based show. Hop on the Rams bandwagon. Why not? We have plenty of fun players. We got the best defensive player of all time in Aaron Donald. We got the best wide receiver of all time, Cooper Cup. Made the big play at the end of the game today to set the put the Rams in field goal range to win the game. We got Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. Hop on board, everybody. The Rams are a wagon. The only thing, though, is it is – very well known for basically everyone here in Arizona that we're supposed to hate every LA team. So mm-hmm. what do you have to say to everyone who says, well, I hate LA team. That's fine. But you, you root for, you got to root for stories sometimes. And, and the Rams are a good story. I think in my opinion, they'd be the only the second team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium after the Bucks did it last year. So it happened in back to back years. That is pretty cool. I mean, At the same time, though, um, you know, you were a St. Louis Rams fan before you were ever an L.A. Rams fan. 
So I guess too, if people wanted to hold on to it, they could hold on to it as the OG St. Louis Rams. I mean, there are going back to the Coyotes, there are still people who are, you know, Jets fans of the Coyotes. And it sounds so weird now that there actually is a team, but like, so there is fans that go way, way back to the Canadian days that are still fans of the Coyotes here, like going way, way back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, hop on, hop on, everybody. The Bengals aren't probably going to beat the Chiefs next week, so it's probably going to be the Chiefs. They've already won their Super Bowl. Like, they don't need to win another one. So let the Rams have a chance. They haven't won one in 20 years, so I think it's about time. Yeah, one 100%. I think um, every single year I have to bandwagon someone, and um, I may be highly biased here in the fact that, you know, you're a Rams fan, but I, I will be rooting for the Rams. Thank you. Thank you. Singer says uh, he's rooting for the underdogs. Let's go Niners. Don't like that. That's not cool. I mean. I will say, I mean, both of us not Aaron Rodgers fans. So when Aaron Rodgers got his, his – got kicked out of the playoffs this year at home at Lambeau by Jimmy Garoppolo. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was well-deserved. Kat was sending us a thing today that there's a tweet. You you can see it out on, on Twitter there. I'm sure she's liked it or whatever, but uh, that was pretty funny about all of that. Yeah. Uh, I Very many, many props to the Niners and um, to all the Niners fans, because that is something we love to see. You love to yes. see it. Yes. Two NFC West teams in the NFC championship game. That's pretty wild. But uh, anyway, I could go on about the Rams for like three hours. Still, like I said, still buzzing from a game. I think thanks to everybody who reached out to me after the game, there were several and who were like, are you, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Here's a wellness check and congratulations tweets and whatnot. So thank you to everybody who did that. I appreciate that. Um, It shows that uh, my brand is strong as a, one of the few Rams fans around this area and in town and on Twitter. So, so thank you to everybody who uh, tweeted me and said, congratulations. I do appreciate it. Um, anyway, we do have some Coyotes news to get to Corey. We have um, some trade rumors, which are absolutely ridiculous, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, we have another edition of the um, Tankathon simulator as the Coyotes no longer hold the worst record in the NHL. That, of course, belongs to the Montreal Canadiens at this point in time. After the Coyotes beat the Canadiens on Martin Luther King Day, 5-2, to two, Corey was watching that game. Uh, I watched as much of it as I could, and the Coyotes got that dub earlier in the week. Congratulations to ESPN, by the way, Corey. I don't know if you knew this. Um, that was the first time that ESPN had an all-female broadcasting crew for that game, too, which was really awesome. Oh, Corey's lost. Yep, Corey's lost her audio, so she'll be back. Corey will be back in just a second. But um, anyway, yeah, so I thought it was really cool that uh, that ESPN did the all-female broadcasting crew for that uh, Canadians and Coyotes game, and uh, Leah Hextall and the crew did a great job with that, Linda coming in between the glass, and uh, it was terrific. So hopefully, can you hear me now, Corey? I know you your AirPods weren't 100% charged before the show. So hopefully you can hear me now. Maybe. Can you hear me? No. Corey cannot hear me. <laughs> Welcome to live streaming, everybody. Corey will be back 
in just a moment if you're watching us live. But yeah, I really enjoyed the ESPN all-female broadcast. I think they should do more of that kind of stuff in the future. Um, I know a lot of people don't really like Leah Hextall and and uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Botterill and you know some of those um, other uh, females in and around the uh, sports universe calling games. But I thought they did a great job. That was a cool little thing. And we'll get to the Tankathon in in just a bit. Um, so uh, <laughs> coming up here again, we're gonna get to tr- uh, some Jacob Chickren trade rumors in just a second. And I do have the Tankathon pulled up. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. Some other stuff. Um, let's see if Corey's corrected her audio issues. Are you back? Yes, I am back. So, uh, I was actually oddly enough, I don't know what's going on here. Like, um, maybe a minute or two behind. So I, it was basically like when we do the Hulu stream, um, where I was, you were way talking way in front of where I was hearing you. And now you sound like a chipmunk to me. So <laughs> here's to live audio and live podcasting. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. Didn't we didn't this did not happen? We were doing our live stream last week. I blame technology. Technology sucks, everybody. So so yeah, I thank you for people can hear you hearing like a chipmunk in my ear though. Imagine Richie with very high pitched voice. That's what I'm hearing. It's gonna be so comical the rest of this podcast. That's too funny. That's too funny. All right. Well, hopefully I don't actually sound like a chipmunk on air. If, if I am, please let us know in the comments, singer. I know you're still watching. But uh let's get to it, Corey. Here's the here's the news of the week right here. This is um from Sportsnet, of course. And from Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman on the 32 Thoughts podcast, two weeks after the Coyotes had increased their effort to trade defenseman Jacob Trickren, that has seemingly paid off in the form of a legitimate offer. What the Coyotes are looking for here is a package that includes a young player, a prospect, and a first-round pick. Um, they do have that package from one team in the NHL as we speak now, essentially two former first-round players and a first-round draft pick. And to expand on that, we also had this tweet from um, that we saw earlier this week too. That kind of went in and and explained who that package would include. And give me a second to to bring this up as well here. And uh, that's this is what you're looking at here. It it would be a package again that would include uh, Spencer Knight, the goaltender, Anton Lundell, who is a forward. And a first round pick again, Spencer Knight and Anton Lundell, two former first round picks and um, and another first round pick on top of everything else. But uh, Corey, you and I have been very adamant about not trading Jacob Chikrin. Does this sway you? These reports of this package sway you at all and, and change your mind? It doesn't for me. It, it doesn't really change it for me. And the fact that and we we're kind of talking about this with. Um, Scotty and the fact that because he had come in um, to talk to us about this and then for those of you who don't know who he is he is a, um, a my fiance and he was coming in to go he goes you have to talk about this on the broadcast you have to be go on there and talk about the fact that this tweet came out and how everyone is feeling about these trade rumors and he read it all off to us and, and we'd already had this in our rundown so we'd already planned on talking about it and I go, it does not change a damn thing for me because of the fact that in the end, what really matters is having someone that you can market going forward. 
And I feel like Jacob Chikrin is that person. I just don't feel like Clayton Keller has the ability to be marketable the same way Jacob Chikrin does. And no matter what, it's a business. And you need to have that front runner person that can be someone that's marketable. That's what the Coyotes have lived off of. They lived off of for many, many years with Shane Doan. I mean, since the Coyotes had come to the state, they uh, lived off of Shane Doan. So um, they need to have someone that's marketable like that. They don't have anyone on defense that can really lead this defense. They need someone to be in that position. So I don't think that this makes any difference. You have to have him no matter what you would get for him. I agree. Sometimes as a team, you have to pick the pieces to build around. And Jacob Trickern, to me, is that player, right? We said this all of last season. We was in the running to win, you know, to be nominated for the Norris Trophy, which is this is a guy who has only gotten better on both ends of the ice. He was your best defenseman. He's somebody you can count on. He's got leadership qualities. And he's still young, so he's on a reasonable contract. And I don't know why they would try to get rid of him at this point in time. Unless, you know, there's something weird going on with his relationship with the new coaching staff that we do not know about or something like that, that would warrant him wanting a change of of scenery outside of obviously the team not playing really well at the moment and, and seemingly not going to be good for the next couple seasons. So I, I mentioned this anytime this has come up in the past and, and even seeing this potential um, haul that they would get in return, to me, it's still not enough. Like Spencer Knight, I don't really know much about him. He hasn't really been able to crack the NHL lineup, obviously, because of um, in Florida, because of they just signed their goaltender to a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. But uh, Anton Lundell uh, is a player who's already making an impact um, here at the NHL level. I have his. Um, stats pulled up here from elite prospects. So I do kind of, I'm intrigued by him a little bit. Um, he was a first round pick just a couple seasons ago, um, back in 2020, 12th overall. And he's already making an impact this year. If we scroll down here, he's got 24 points in 37 games for the Florida Panthers, who are the best team in the league. So we talk about the Coyotes a lot having a shortage of talent up front. Well, bringing in this kid would, would change that. He, he's a center as well, listed as a center on this as anyway. And that's something that the Coyotes have needed for a long time is more strength up front. But is it worth getting rid of a cornerstone defenseman? I don't think so. It really isn't. This is, it would be the biggest mistake that Bill Armstrong could make. And I've mentioned this before. I'm going to say it again. For a fan base that has been on board with your rebuild so far, I think you lose a lot of fans and a lot of goodwill with the fan base if you trade Jacob Chikrin. I'm not seeing a lot of Coyotes fans on Twitter who are saying, trade this guy, it makes sense to do it. And even for a haul like that, which is a nice haul, right? Um, you're getting a player who's contributing at the NHL level, which is a big deal. But, and I think Corey, you nailed it too, is like, who are you going to build your blue line around here? Right? I mean, you have some nice little players coming up. You know, you have Victor Soderstrom, but Victor Soderstrom, I don't think, is ever going to be the next Jacob Checker. And he's not captain potential, right? He's going to be a nice, probably top four defenseman, but he's not going to be elite like Jacob Checker at all. So I, yeah, I just don't, 
I don't get it. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I hope it doesn't happen. It This would be the Paul Goldschmidt trade 2.0, in my opinion. And I've said that before, too. Well, and that's the thing is when we saw so, a someone who is a uh, captain level person on the team, the last time we saw someone like that, that was going to be possibly traded, it was Oliver Ekman Larson. And as we had said on our podcast, and, and as we had said throughout, it was always that, you know, after a certain point, fans were asking for it as well. As, as you said, you don't see fans asking for it on Twitter. They don't see any reason that would make it to be that Jacob Chikrin needs to go. And also, you're trying to build a very young team up here. And you're trying to make this team good within so many years. You need someone that is going to be a veteran and would be a leader in that locker room. And that is what you are going to be having with Jacob Chikrin and where you should be taking it because of the fact that he does have those leadership qualities and he does have the ability to really be um, a blue line leader, as you were saying, and the fact that that's where they should be going with this. And you have to, you always have to have non-negotiables on your team. I, I, I firmly believe that. I'm sure there's other people that don't, and I'm sure there's some GMs out there that completely think otherwise that anyone is on the chopping block anytime. But I feel like there has to be some players that you can invest in over time that you know for sure are going to be your players long-term that you have to be able to build around. You have to have a core of some sort, or at that point you will lose fans and you will lose kind of the heart and soul of a team and a team that is going through so much right now. And as you had mentioned, a fan base that is going through so much right now, there has to be something that holds them together. And I feel like he is one of the cornerstones of that glue. Before we continue with our best of episode, Sporty Nation, we want to tell you about DraftKings and all you got to do if you're not signed up already is become a member of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. And if you haven't already joined, along with me, Corey, and a bunch of others on the Hockey Podcast Network who are betting on games as we speak, you can join up right now. And if you bet just $1 on any team, you can get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets if they win. And all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app Right now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN to DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral service can be accessed by calling 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 21 or older, and you must be physically present in Arizona only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. I 100% agree with you. Here's a comment from Singer again. He, I think he nails it here. He said the Yotes need to break the cycle of bringing in young talent for a few years and then letting them go for season bets that don't help. <laughs> I think that's kind of. I think that's that's the truth, right? They did get rid of some players that um, that uh, ended up, you know, playing pretty well. Obviously, Connor Garland having a nice season in Vancouver, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and and yeah, I think this is one of them. Granted, in this particular trade, all these players are younger players. Um, which is a little bit different, um, but 
Yeah, I, I just I don't understand why we're having this conversation. Here's the one thing I will say about Jacob Chikrin that I think is the biggest derogatory mark against him, Corey, is he's missed a lot of games due to injury. Granted, last year was his healthiest season yet, but this year he's missed a lot of games. He's finally back in the lineup now, um, thankfully. But maybe that's part of Bill Armstrong's reasoning for wanting to move on from Jacob Chikrin is that he seemingly is hurt so often and that stinks to say but i wonder if that plays into this too i mean it possibly could injuries are one of the things that plagues the coyotes i feel like for every year for the past you know three to five years in the fact that um they have had such injury prone players and having players that are so critical to the team. And the fact that Auntie Ranta, for example, was a habitually injured player all of the time. So you had a great duo in Kemper, Ranta, but in the fact that they were both injured so consistently, um, it became slightly useless on that end. And then you would have burnout of either Kemper or Ranta in the fact that there was not the other one to back them up. And, so I think that will always be a factor in any of these things because from here on out, the Coyotes really need to be looking at players that don't have that history of injury because they're going to need to have these core players coming towards uh, these latter years here, like getting towards the end of their rebuild where they're really going to want players that are going to be consistent and show that progress. Um, to really get some larger players in towards the end of that rebuild because they're trying to show them that the rebuild is working and that they would want to come here. So you do have players like your Holy Grail that you throw out all the time uh, with Austin Matthews. You have to show that progression. You have to show that those big players that you have coming in, that they are healthy, that they're talented, and that they will be a competitive team so you can capitalize on players that would want to be coming to an up, up and coming team. So yeah, I think that definitely will always have a, a piece of the pie in here is how well they are able to stay healthy. The only thing I, w- I will say, add this on to is maybe there is some sort of bidding war happening behind the scenes that we don't know about to where the price just gets driven up higher and higher. And then at some point, you have to say yes. What that return would be, I don't really know because I I I'm not privy to what other teams are willing to let go for, you know, a young defenseman like Jacob Chikrin. Um, so maybe that would be the case. But uh, I know there are a lot of teams around the league that could use somebody like Jacob Chikrin. So um, and then if we go back to this article for a second, it does list a bunch of teams that are in on him: uh, L.A., Anaheim, Boston, Florida, uh, the Rangers, the Blue Jackets, and of course the Florida Panthers. Like. That's wild. That's a lot of teams that are in on him. And we know that Anaheim, Boston, Florida, especially um, all three of those teams are Stanley Cup contenders this year. And they're they're good. And uh, and we know Boston has had some issues on the blue line, right? Um, I th- They were in on the all of Rick Larson trade talks, too. So uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see where this goes. The trade deadline is coming up in March. So it's still a long way to go if if a deal does indeed come to fruition. But uh, man, if, if the Coyotes trade Jacob Trickern, it will be a, a sad day for sure. 
here in the state of Arizona, as far as Coyotes fans are concerned, because it would be, it'd be rough. It's again, you're talking about another fan favorite player getting traded and that's always rough, but man, it's going to be a rough, rough going for them. If they, if, uh, if they do indeed trade Jacob Trickard. All right. A couple other things to get to here. I wanted to bring up this article from Craig Morgan earlier in the week. I'm sure a lot of you have read it already, but if you haven't gotten a chance, I'd take a look and read it. This is something, Corey, that I feel like we talk about all the time on this show. Yes, Arizona is a hockey market, is the headline to the story that was written by Craig Craig Morgan over there at PHNX. And I I did an interview with the Tell It As It Is can't really say that correctly, can I? The Colorado Avalanche podcast here in the Hockey Podcast Network. And we spent a lot of time talking about just this. And um, granted, most of you in Arizona know this by now. So we're preaching to the choir. But it was really, it was fascinating. The way I'd best describe it is, it was me like going on their show and preaching the gospel of the Arizona Coyotes and what Arizona is as a hockey market. And it just like I feel like that's what we are, Corey, on this show, on Twitter. Like we're like preachers in the pulpit preaching that Arizona hockey is working and it's a good thing. And the community is strong here and it's just waiting to break through and become even bigger. And uh, I'm glad Craig wrote this story here. And um, and I, th- I think it's true. Right. And we see it in the numbers. We see it in the numbers. We see it. Um, in terms of how many people are playing here, we did that story, I believe, last year, Corey, where that Craig did, where uh, there are so many people playing hockey here now, that, and there just aren't enough sheets of ice anymore, which is kind of wild. And so, yeah, I think it's I think it's safe to say that yes, Arizona is a hockey market, whether the Canadian trolls like to believe it or not. Yeah, it was funny as I was going down this um, article, as you had put it in our rundown, and I was looking at it. And everything basically in it is stuff that we've said here on this podcast. And it's stuff that we've reiterated numerous times. And, I, and it's funny that you call us preachers because it is true in the fact that we do kind of have to preach the, the, the gospel of the Arizona Coyotes and the fact that so much inf- misinformation comes from all of these um, Twitter feuds, essentially, that go out about the coyotes between coyotes fans and um usually people in the canadian market to be honest with you um and a lot of times it's just them wanting the coyotes to relocate and um you know for hockey not to thrive here in arizona it's totally viable we've said for a very long time that a large part of it has to do with the fact of their location um craig notes this in the article as well and the fact that you know they used to get sold out crowds when they were originally in in america west in downtown so um they definitely can thrive here hockey itself is thriving here we see so many people just kind of rising through the ranks here in Arizona anymore, which is not something we, I think we ever really thought we would have seen, you know, I never really thought we would see in Austin Matthews, for example, that's, that's going around and floating around the state. And we we're getting to watch the story of Josh Doan follow, following his father's footsteps by, um, you know, getting drafted here in Arizona. And there's so many amazing things that are happening for hockey here in the state 
that I don't think it gets enough recognition and people mostly just focus on the fact that they want the team to move. And in the end, there is a high possibility that they will end up in Tempe. There's only two um, council members that don't, that aren't on the side of the Coyotes yet. They, they are um, undecided. And then there's, you know, there's ones that are already opposed. They're not going to be changing their mind. But there's two people that are undecided that they could sway those votes. And there's a lot of different politics that will play into here. I I like that Craig noted the fact that um, the talks, uh, the issues that the airport had with them being there was being retweeted by Glendale council members and stuff like that. Because this will take away from Phoenix and Glendale and and other major cities and the fact that a lot of people will be going down to Tempe to be watching these games and it will be a very attractive area for concerts and all these type of things. And as we've said before, that's what Glendale wants to do. They want to try to fill that in with um, concerts in order to make up for the loss of the Coyotes. And this would be a massive, massive place that they would have to fight with for that revenue and it could be a catastrophe honestly for Westgate especially how many people are moving into the East Valley so um yeah I really think that there's a possibility this is going to work it'll also be super beneficial for Tempe and it really should be going in this direction but people are constantly wanting to find something negative and when you're always looking for the negative you will find it.